This is the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, episode 34. Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Weekly motivation and language learning tips to help you become fluent in any language. Now, here's your host, Ollie Richards. Hello, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for listening today and thank you also for bearing with me from last episode. If you listened to the last episode, uh, you'll know that I had a, I basically lost my voice. But I, I think I drank so much honey and lemon that I was able to get back on my feet in time for Thursday. Only a few hours late actually releasing this episode. So, so yeah, it's all good. Thank you also to those of you that even wrote in and emailed me uh, with your get well soon message. I really wasn't expecting that. So I was really touched actually. So thank you so much. Now, today we've got a great episode about learning tones in tonal languages. Before that, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show, italki.com, my favourite language learning website on the web. It's the place that I go to every week to get my all my language practice with native speaker uh, teachers and tutors. If you'd like to get a free lesson, simply head over to iwillteachyoualanguage.com forward slash free lesson. Now, let's dive into today's question, which comes from Shane in an iTunes review. And Shane very kindly left me a five-star review on iTunes and asked, and I wonder if that, if that five-star review was actually in order to get me to read the question or whether it, it was a genuine, I'm sure it was a genuine five-star review, Shane. Thank you very much. Shane asks, I'm learning Chinese and Thai at the moment. What's your approach to learning tonal languages? How do you go about it? Okay, great question. Tonal languages are really tough. And for those of you that don't know, there's lots of tonal languages out there. Many of them are in Asia. And they're different from uh, English or other Western languages in that a word is not just the word itself pronounced correctly, but there's also a tone that is in there as well. So it could be like a rising tone or a falling tone. And the tone is implicit in the meaning. Okay, so you can't say the word without the tone. If you if you say the word without the tone, it means nothing. Now, I know one tonal language, which is Cantonese, and I learned Cantonese a couple of years ago. It's a bit rusty now, but um, to give you an idea of what a tonal language sounds like, um, so I could say when I learned Cantonese, the hardest thing for me was learning the tones. So, uh, this is a an idea of what it's like. So you're kind of going all over the place, up and down. And so as I said before, you can't separate the tones from the meaning, but sometimes people actually advise that you do this. So I remember hearing one time someone saying, you know, if you want to learn Cantonese, it's really easy. Just go into Chinatown and start saying stuff. Don't worry about the tones. Just say some words from your dictionary. Ignore the tones. They'll understand you anyway. Uh, I think this is terrible advice, and I (laughs) I would not recommend doing that at all. I think it's essential to get familiar with the tones right from the beginning. So let's talk about how to do that. So the first thing that you need to do when you're learning a tonal language is to make sure that you understand the tones on a technical level. Okay, the reason being that if you don't understand them on a technical level, they're going to seem impossible. They're going to seem far far too out of reach. So the first thing I do is get a textbook, get a um, go to a Wikipedia article or whatever it is, and actually read up on the tones. How many tones are there in your target language? What are they? Um, what do they sound like? Spend a bit of time getting used to them and you know, make some notes, draw some diagrams. Make sure you understand it on an intellectual uh, level. But beyond that, that is the end of what I would do from a, what you would say a bottom-up approach. Okay, In other words, looking at the nuts and bolts and building up from there. Everything else that I would do from then on would be a top-down 
approach to learning tones. So let's talk about what that exact what that actually means. Now, your main challenge in learning tones is becoming familiar with them. It's growing the familiarity. Okay. Now, I don't know if you remember in an earlier episode, I, to, I gave you this quote, fantastic quote from Katsumoto saying, you don't learn a language, you get used to it. Well, never was this more true than with tones. So here's the thing with tones. You can start, you can practice them until you're blue in the face, but it's not until a certain amount of time has passed until you're actually going to feel like you really understand them and you're confident with them. All right. So you have to leave a bit, you have to be prepared to let time pass and for you to become familiar with them and not for you to understand them and get them perfect from the beginning. That's absolutely essential. But, and what you'll find is if you're prepared to leave a little bit of time, and I, I'm talking probably, you know, two to three months of study here for you, for you to become familiar with them, you'll find that they start to become second nature, just as like with German, you have to learn whether every every new word you learn, is it masculine, feminine, neuter. When you start to learn a, a word in Chinese, you're going to start to automatically attach a tone to it, and the tone will become implicit in that, so you won't have to think about it too much. But it does take time. So following on from this idea of a top-down approach, here are the specific things I would recommend you do. Number one, listen to lots and lots of dialogues every day. Make sure you've got a textbook with dialogues in, like like an Asimil-type series or a teach-yourself, and listen to the dialogues over and over. If possible, as much as you can, actually try to repeat them as well. So speak them out loud, speak them aloud, so that you can actually practice producing what they're saying as well. And just start to compare yourself, so try and get it as accurate as you can. It's the daily listening that's going to build this this really critical familiarity. Okay, if you're not listening, you won't build, you won't, you won't get used to the tones. The next thing is to work with a tutor right from the beginning and to start speaking. Because tones are not just something that you can understand uh, passively from listening. You need to actually be producing them as well so that you can learn to produce them correctly with the things that you actually want to say. So even if you're just starting with a tutor saying things like, hello, good morning, how are you? Well, what the tutor is going to be able to correct you right from the start. Okay, so what we're, what we're doing is we're not waiting a long time for to start using the tones because it's going to be much more difficult to build the confidence and correct any mistakes if you wait longer. So as you're working with a tutor, what I did with Cantonese was that I would write down lots of new vocabulary com- that was coming out of our conversations and I would always mark the tone. Okay, so I'm writing down a word. I, I didn't use Chinese characters at the beginning. I just used a, uh, the the ping system, which is a, like a uh, English transliteration. So I would just write down the new word in in uh, using the Roman alphabet, and I would mark the tone on it somehow. And then when I then later went to learn the words that were coming out of my discussions with the teacher, I would make sure to learn the vocabulary with the tones. So right from the start, you're you're making sure that every new word you learn is coming with a tone, and you're learning it with a tone, so it's, it's there from the beginning. Also, Try, as far as possible, not to just work with single words. Now, I've said this a lot of times before, but again, this is absolutely key for tones because what happens is tones will change from one word to the next. And if you put two Chinese characters together, for example, the the, the way that you would pronounce the tone on one character might change when it's combined with another. So the point is that tones, they they you, you can break them down and understand them intellectually on a separate level, 
But really, as we're going for this top-down approach, the thing that you need to do, Shane, is to actually be speaking in long sentences, as full sentences as you can, and learning how the tones operate in those full sentences. Okay, it's kind of tricky at first, but what that means is you very quickly build up this understanding of how tones function in normal, regular speech. Okay, now this is very different from a lot of advice, which is a bottom-up advice, which says, well, just learn one Chinese character and the tone that it comes with, and then learn the next character and the tone that it comes with. This is not... this. You can start like that if you want, but the real progress that you're going to make is going to come from, from, from learning full sentences and by seeing how the tones behave over from the beginning of the sentence to the end. Okay, and one really good way of doing that is by actually learning mini speeches. Again, this is something else something I, I often recommend doing. So I would something I'd often do is actually write out something I wanted to say, you know, hi, my name's Ollie, I'm from the UK, I'm 33, whatever. I figure out how to say that and ask your teacher to help you with the pronunciation and get the tones right. Now, what this does is, because if you memorize this, you then get the opportunity to kind of practice and rehearse it without all the kind of feeling of, without the worry of having to remember the stuff itself, because you've got it memorized, right? And that means that you can practice the tones on a much more deliberate level than you could otherwise. If you're just speaking with people and you're always having to say new things and understand what they're saying, it's very difficult to focus on tones. But by learning a little speech or a monologue of some kind, you can focus very much on the tones and getting them really accurate. This gives you what I call a memory of success or an experience of success. Okay, So if you can say something... Uh, confidently with accurate tones you then get a feeling of what it's like to speak with conf- with accurate tones right and then that has a snowball effect and it, tra- and it kind of carries on to everything else that you do so in summary what I guess what I'm saying is make sure you understand how the tones work once you understand how the tones work then focus on doing real things okay so you're listening to dialogues you're talking with your teacher you're speaking as much as possible and make sure that the tones that you're learning come from the language that you really want to use okay so i hope that's i hope that's helpful it's certainly not an easy thing it's one of the most difficult things about learning another language but uh shane i'm sure you're gonna you're gonna have great success with it chinese and thai are certainly (laughs) um certainly challenging there's episode, which episode is it? I think it's episode three or four. Episode four, in fact. Yeah, I talked about how to learn, whether you can learn more than one language at the same time. So if you haven't heard that already, maybe go back and, and, and check that out. So thank you so much for listening. I would like to thank the sponsors of the show, italki. And again, if you're learning a tonal language, remember, you need to start speaking with people. You need to start interacting. And italki is one of the best places you can do that. You can get a teacher, a native speaker teacher from from China, from Thailand, whatever other language you're learning, and start putting those tones into practice straight away. You can get a free lesson by going to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash start speaking. And that will help you get started right away. Now, at the end of every episode, I like to leave you with a resource of some kind on the topic of the show. And I thought it would be good to point you in the direction of a fantastic blog by a friend of mine uh, called Kyle, and he has a blog called Sensible Chinese, and he has a fantastic article on something a little bit more advanced. So if you've been learning tones for a while, or learning a tonal language for a while, and you want to just you know take it up to the next level 
and have some really dedicated practice, then check out this article. It's called Tone Pair Drills, the single best method for learning Chinese tones. Okay, so quite a bold claim there, but it you know it certainly is worth checking out. I'm going to put a link to this in the show notes, which you can find at IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash episode thirty four. So check that out and. What else? Yes. Would you like to leave me a question? If you'd like to ask me a question, you can simply go over to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash ask, and that will take you to a, a widget. In fact, I was talking to someone the other day who was asking me, can I do this from my phone? And yeah, you can. You can actually do it. You can pull out your phone right now and leave me a voice question from your phone. So why don't you do that right now? It takes about 30 seconds. I can't wait to receive it. I'll answer it on a future episode, and I'll see you in the next episode of the podcast. Cheers.